whether we're talking about business, wellness, travel, or relationships. I've always thought age is just a number. Welcome to Ageless with me, Cynthia Raleigh, and my daughter, Kit Keenan. Hi guys, jumping in here to tell you about one of our amazing partners, Highline Wellness. Highline Wellness is a CBD company on a mission to provide only the highest quality CBD, 100% natural and free of chemicals. If you haven't tried Highline Wellness CBD, it is derived from hemp, but contains no THC, so it's non-intoxicating, giving you all the benefits without the high. You can tailor the experience to your needs, whether you want to improve sleep, reduce inflammation, relieve anxiety, provide mental clarity, or allow for peace of mind. My star product from Highline Wellness is their CBD Night Gummies for sleep, which are formulated with CBD alongside melatonin to help give you the best beauty rest of your life. So to try Highline Wellness, use code AGELESS15 at checkout. Again, that is AGELESS15 at checkout. Try it out, guys. Hi, everyone. I just wanted to give a quick intro to our guest for today, Ella Halikis. Ella is a 2021 Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Rookie and a social media activist. As a curve model and influencer, Ella has built an online community on both Instagram and TikTok. You guys have to follow her there. I am obsessed with her content. And it's all with the goal of spreading body positivity, confidence, and inclusivity. Ella also recently launched an inclusive swimwear line with Pebbles and Palms, which is awesome. And on today's episode, we cover body neutrality versus body positivity, social media and body image, cultivating mutually uplifting friendships, and how to deal with insecure friends. So I hope you guys can relate and I hope you love this episode and let us know if you do. Let's jump right in. We are so excited to have you on the podcast today. I really can't wait to hear about how your dream came true of becoming a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model, because I know it was kind of crazy how that transpired. So it's been like three, four years in the making. So it definitely was a grind and perseverance every year. I started out in 2018, but I wasn't even a model or anything. And I was just like, I'm just going to try. Like, I've always wanted to, but I really didn't think it was ever possible until I saw Ashley Graham on the cover in 2016. And then I was like, oh, like, maybe I could try this. And so I was living in Hawaii because I went to school out there at the University of Hawaii. And I just was studying journalism. I wanted to be a news anchor. But then I started taking photos just for Instagram. And my friends are like, why don't you like do this. Like you could actually like model. Have you ever thought about it? I'm like, no, like I always wanted to as a kid, but I just, like I said, I didn't think it was possible because my body structure and the way I was built. And so I just was like, no, no, you're crazy. And then I kind of just was like, all right, I'm going to try. And then I got scouted from a San Francisco agent and I was like, maybe I could do this. So then my biggest dream was Sports Illustrated and I had it on my vision board forever. It's like behind me actually on my vision board. Oh my yeah. gosh. 
I know. And so I just, I went for it. And of course I didn't get a call back and I was like, you know, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Let's try again next year. And then I tried again in 2019 when I had some more modeling under my belt, but like I wasn't assigned agent at the time or anything. So it was still like super new for me. And then I tried out again. I didn't get a call back, but they reposted my video on their Instagram. I like freaked out. I'll never forget when I saw that. And by at that time I had like maybe 2000 followers on Instagram. Like did not have a following or anything. And then I was like, Oh my God, this is crazy. They're noticing me. Like I can't give up now. So then I didn't get it. But then I flew to Miami last minute for like the open casting call where you like stand in line, do the whole thing, waited in line, got to like go to the judges. I talked to one of the models for like two minutes for like my interview. And then I never heard anything. And I was like crushed, like devastated. And I thought maybe this is done. Should I just be over it? This is two years now publicly trying something and not getting it. Like it's kind of embarrassing, like yada, yada, yada. I've actually been there for those tryouts in Miami, and it's insane. Yeah. Like thousands of girls but you're, trying you're also out. also saying it was like kind of embarrassing because you were posting on social media at the same time, right? Do you have to post on social media? So you have to post the video like just to get seen and like people to share it. And like the more people that see it, the better chances you are to get in front of their faces. So like... I mean, at the end of the day, it's just like a tool to use. You don't have to. But th- at that time, that was w- like, actually, well, th- at that time, that was your way to like submit. Last year, they had a new platform online where you could just submit through a website for them. But back then, it was just all through Instagram. So yeah, you technically had to. But I wasn't like an influencer. I like wasn't really posting anything back then. So it was all like new. And I think just like putting yourself out there like time and time again can be like, you're getting like rejected publicly. Like it obviously hurts it hurts to some degree, but I just knew like it was going to happen one day. Like I just, I knew it. I was like, I don't know how, when or where, but like I have to keep going. But yeah, the casting call there is insane. I like stood out there in like the pouring rain at like 5am, the line wrapped all the way around the building, like thousands of people in line. Also the girls that are trying out, they're already in like skimpy little nothing bikinis standing in line. So it's so intimidating. I know the whole thing was so intimidating, you know, and a lot of them were signed models and, you know, either knew them or this was their third, like some are connected to them. So I think it was, it was definitely scary and intimidating, but then I didn't get the call back and I was like crushed. And then 2020 happened and the pandemic, I was like, is it going to happen this year? They didn't do the open casting call because everything was closed down, but they did like an online submission. And I was like, I did a poll on my Instagram. I was like, should I try out again or not? And everyone's like, yes. Like, what are you talking about? You have to. I was like, oh, I don't know. It's embarrassing if I don't. So I ended up like hiring a videographer, like did a whole thing for it. And then I got a call back finally. So yeah, it was crazy. And then after that, you wait and wait for months. And then I got a second call back and then they told us that we got it. And then we got to go shoot with them. But then we were waiting to see who got in the magazine. So it's been like over four years of this whole journey. Can I tell you that it's it was actually my dream also. Really? Well, because I design wetsuits and swimsuits. And so it was always my dream to have my stuff in the Sports right. Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. And so amazing. it literally was like years and years of not getting in. Mm-hmm. And then we actually got in with Halima Aiden and mm-hmm. did the first burkini ever shown in sports amazing and then again the year after too so I just think it's amazing how I would credit MJ Day who sort of has taken the magazine into made it relevant and new and fresh and inclusive 
And she really has sort of revolutionized, I think, what people used to think the swimsuit edition was like. Yeah, it's changed a lot. And, you know, it's amazing to see how inclusive and how far they've come with it. So it takes one person, I think, stepping forward and then MJ to like really see and appreciate it and appreciate all like color sizes and shapes is so important because a lot of, you know, a lot of the magazines and these brands that are so stuck in their ways, like it's hard for them to be like, oh, maybe we we do like you if you're a size 14. Like, "Hmm, maybe we will give you a chance. Like, I think it's hard, especially with such an iconic brand like Sports Illustrated to really see and not only see, but represent and want to value all those women too is like so amazing. Yeah. I wanted to ask you a little bit because you obviously like with the video submissions on Instagram and then you really taking your brand so much further on Instagram, especially like in the past two years, I would say. I'm wondering what you think about how important social media is for becoming a model now. I would say it's pretty important. Like as unfortunate as that might be for someone that doesn't like social media and like wants to be more private and not post, like the reality of it today is like everything is digital. We're not as much like running around to castings in and out to meet agencies and brands and whatnot. It's like to get seen is through social media and it's digital. So I think it is important. You know, I think to what degree you want to take it is up to you. I think a lot of like really successful models though, sometimes don't even have more than like 2000 followers. And they're the ones that are in London. They're the ones that are being in vogue and they're not the big names. So I think it like, it depends because there's such a fine line between influencer and fashion model or like, you know what I mean? I think people can do both. And that's kind of where I'm at is like, I'm doing both. I'm tapping into like influencer brand deals and like influencing like a community. But I'm also like, no, I still want to be like the next Asha Graham. And I still want to do like fashion stuff. And my biggest dream is Vogue. Like I still have both dreams, but I think, I mean, I think you can do both. And I think social media helps me actually become a model too, because not only does a brand want to use me to like model their jeans now, it's like, oh, we want to use Ella because she stands for something. She has a voice. Like we love her TikToks. Like she's so creative. Like let's get her on set. So like maybe brands look at me and they want to use me for more than just like, oh, she can rock our clothes, you know? So I think it does actually like really matter, but it's up to you if you want to like do it or not. It is of importance that up and coming models put in effort to their social media because it can help get you in front of brands. But I guess I just want to know like what your strategy has been in growing your social following and how you have built a community that does allow you to connect with more brands. Yeah, I would say for me, it was mainly just like consistency. Like when I first moved here, I actually only moved to LA about like a year and a half ago. I was a server. Like after I graduated, I went home and like saved money living at home and was serving. So a little bit backstory when COVID hit, I lost my job. I lost everything. So when I came to LA, I didn't have like any, I had like nothing lined up. I had no job or anything. So the past year has been honestly insane for me. And when people ask me like, how did you grow so quickly? I think it was just like, I came here like with such a drive and a passion to like help as many people as I can to like be confident and like love their skin they're in. Cause I know what it's like to be so insecure and like hate your body. So when I felt like I had like a message that I wanted to give to people, I just went hard with it. Like, so every day I came, when I came down here every day, I was like DMing, reaching out to so many brands, like at least 20 a day. Like I would love to work with you guys, love to work with you guys. Like started out just doing collabs for free, just gifting. And then I would like 
you know, TikTok was a huge help for me. When I moved here, I had like 100,000 followers on TikTok, but only like 10,000 on Instagram. So like TikTok was my main following and it still is right now. But TikTok helped with like using my voice, like having people hear like what I have to say. Whereas like Instagram a lot is more of just like what you look like and how like cute you look and like the outfits you wear. Um, so sometimes it's hard to get really like personal with it and connect with an audience on Instagram. So I use TikTok for leverage, but I would say consistency. I was posting every day during quarantine, like no one was really doing anything. So it was really good for like influencers and anyone that had a brand to like really go hard on that because people at home are just like sliding and like whatever, swiping through their phone. So I was posting TikToks every day. I was reaching out to brands every day. I was, you know, I had an agency at the time. I'm not with them anymore here but like no shoots were going on, like sets were closed because COVID. So I would do stuff on the side, like with smaller jobs, like really smaller paid, like for a few hour shoots just to like make money. Like I just went like super hard for it. And I think I started growing slowly and slowly. And then when I got SI, I grew a little quicker. And then when I shot with SI and shared my whole story on that, I grew even more. And then it was like, oh, and she has a message. She inspires people to like love themselves. So like it went hand in hand with like taking really good photos, but also having like a super hard message that like a lot of people want to hear. And then like those two together just helped me like skyrocket really quickly. Miami Swim Week was really big. I like wasn't verified or anything, but then we got like that whole press from the fashion show because it was such like um, an inclusive show. It hit like news outlets everywhere. It was like international news. Like someone sent me a video of it in like India and like just different Mm -hmm. countries. And I was like, what the heck? Like this is going crazy. I like submitted for verification the next day. I was verified. So like it just like happened really quickly. I just think like staying persistent to what you believe in and like having that strong message, but also like engaging with your audience. Like every day I DM and like respond back to people for like an hour to two hours a day. Like I'll literally just respond to people showing them that you care and like connecting with them on like a personal level. Like that helps you grow a lot. There's like a lot of tricks that I think I did, but I think the main ones was just like stay consistent and kind of hone in on like that message. And I think so many people nowadays specifically like really need to hear like self-love and confidence. So I'm glad that I can like be that voice for a lot of girls, you know? It's really interesting to me that your main audience is TikTok because I mean, I watch, I don't know if you watch the D'Amelio show, but they have like these bigger conversations about the effects of of hate online. Mm-hmm. And there has been like so much buzz lately around the detrimental effects of social media on young girls' body image specifically. And I think TikTok, especially in my experience, has been like the most toxic in, in some senses. And Instagram too, but I just think TikTok because it's not like filtered to your community and people are seeing your content just on their for you pages. Sometimes the hate can get like super, get super bad and aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering if you ever still have those moments when you're just like, I, maybe they're right. Or like, I definitely have those all the time or kind of like buying into or believing the hate a little bit. And how do you cope with hate online? Yeah. I would say, honestly, like, I've been in a position where I'm like thankful that I would say I get more love than hate only because I feel like, I don't know what it is. Honestly, I think being curvier, so many people are quick to like not want to like bash you or like 
because obviously the normal the normal hate comments are gonna be like you're fat you're this you're that it's like okay whatever but I think because I am curvier that maybe people are like more encouraged to be like oh my god like yes queen like so confident you look great whereas maybe like I've, I've actually noticed this like I've noticed my friends who are like thinner that like post a lot get more hate and it's crazy I'm like you would think it's the opposite I just literally made that correlation right now as you asked me that question. I would say though, I do get, I do get a fair amount of hate though, for sure. I would say that like, it's hard because I would say like, if I did social media or TikTok when I was younger, forget it, I'd be ruined because Mm -hmm. I was so insecure. But I think because I found like such a strong point of like self-love and confidence, that's like so strong and like a foundation that like, don't get me wrong. There's days I'm not confident, but overall I would say I really am. I think it doesn't really affect me because I, I look at it at a point of like that person's hurting and I never take things personal. So I always try to like realize that 99% of the things in life aren't personal and we want to make it personal, but it's not. So the person that like left that comment might be having like a horrible relationship at, like at home and they're like so miserable. So they're hating on your relationship or they're so unhappy with their body. So they're hating on your body. Like everything's a projection. And when I realized that, like, I just stopped like letting it affect me. Like, oh, you're so fat. You're so ugly. Okay. Like, I, I really hope you have a better day today. Like sending you love. Like, I hope, you know, have a better day. Like all love on my end, whatever. I always come from a place of love. I try to, cause I'm like that, that person's hurting because I, as like a strong, confident woman would like never go and like comment something negative on someone's like TikTok or account. So like, you have to realize that the people that are commenting this are hurting and they're hurt and they're not happy and they're not confident. I know it doesn't make it easier because then you're like subconsciously like, you know, at night, like, oh my God, is that really my life? Is this really true? Like what they said, is that true? I understand that. But I also think like, they don't know you. Like they don't know anything about you. Your friends aren't commenting that. It's people that don't know anything. They've never hung out with you in real life. So they don't know your personality. They don't know what you look like in real life. Like, so a lot of it is like, they literally don't know you. So how am I going to take something personal when they don't even know? That's so helpful because I think like sometimes when I see comments, I'm just like, like once you see it, you can't unsee it. It can like really seep into your psyche where you're just like, is this real? Is this really how I am or how my brand is or whatever? And again, it's not very often, but like it just hurts to the bone, you know, when people say things. But you're right. Like that is the way to deal with it. You just say, this is somehow they're projecting or this is. And I think to the point of this conversation that has definitely been heightened in the past few weeks with the whole news about Facebook's like internal study, I think that that it's not only about people commenting negative things on other people's bodies online. I think it's also like, seeing the highlight reel that is social media and the detrimental effects of that and yeah. also getting served. Like I was listening to some, someone talk about how like they joined TikTok and then they started following one fitness account or something like that. And then they just started getting served like so much fitness content that they started feeling like like it was like controlling the way that they they were like, oh my gosh, I, I have to work out today. Like everyone around me is working out every single day and like eating perfectly and stuff like that. And so I think not everyone experiences the hate comments, especially if you're not like a public figure online. But 
everyone is experiencing like the detrimental effects of social media on their body image of an idealized life yeah and i think like even the other day i was on tiktok and i was like thinking i had asked my friend recently like what sort of ads do you get served mostly and she was like talking about these little rings these like fidget rings that she gets served and stuff like that and then i brought up to her i was like i have had so many i've had in the past week, I noticed two different ads and I'm not on TikTok like constantly, but I noticed one ad for FaceApp and another ad for like another Facetune Photoshop app. And I'm just like, this is so obviously, obviously people are going to have like a negative body image if the literal advertisements that we can't avoid when we're scrolling through TikTok are for body and face retouching apps. I know it's so dangerous. And I think like going back to your first comment too, I think what's the hardest for me is being like a curvier creator and like seeing like all these videos that go viral have like the smallest little waist with the big hips and like the six pack and like the ideal beauty and like everyone in the comments is what's triggering. Like I'm not triggered by it. Like I said, because I feel like I found my own like confidence, like I'm okay, whatever. But like a lot of younger girls that are on this, like my little cousins that are on this, like that's not okay that they're reading these comments of like, wow, I shouldn't have eaten today. Or like, there goes my breakfast or like, oh, like where are your organs? Uh, Do I need to remove my organs? You know, just to get that ideal look because that video hit like 3 million views. And now every girl in the comments wants to starve themselves. Like that's what's triggering. So I feel like as a curved plus size creator, we have to go 20 times harder to like fill that because like, when you're subconsciously reading the comments of not only you're seeing the videos, not only are you seeing the ads, you're seeing comments of like hundreds of people saying they wish they looked like that. And they wish they didn't eat today. And you know, I'm going to the gym for five hours now today. Like that is what's so detrimental on social media is like how everyone feeds off of this idea of like beauty and that everyone goes hard against one another. And it's like, what are we doing here? This is so toxic. All the videos of like what I eat in a day are great. Like I'm not against it, but like the comments could be toxic. And then it's like, oh, well, like you shouldn't eat this much. It's like, oh my God, like we can't escape it. So I feel like that's why so many people latch onto my content because it's like, we need that. Like we need that content right now. Like you're enough. Like you're beautiful the way you are. If you want to change, great. If you don't, great, but do it for you. I can eat a pizza today, but then I can eat like salmon and veggies all day tomorrow. Like it's all about balance. Like, you know, I just think, it's so hard to just be a viewer and a consumer of social media because of everything we're being fed every day. And the ads, you're right, are like so toxic and crazy. Like they fed me the ad the other day too, Facetune. Like I don't even have nothing against it. I don't even have Facetune on my phone because I know it's going to be a toxic spiral for me if I get into like editing my photos like that. So I feel like you have to hang around the right people, be around people that make you feel confident try and like literally block any accounts or brands that push like negative stuff that you hate seeing and you're subconsciously like, oh, I need to change myself, like block them. Influencers, creators that make you feel like shit about your life. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's some stuff we can do to control what we see, but at the end of the day, it's such a big animal, social media, that a lot of it we can't control. So it's crazy though. You are right. Like it is super toxic. If you're going to be a consumer, you have to just do your best to like almost censor what you're looking at and like report and block and move on. But it's like that takes 
a lot of mental strength to do that. And it's almost like it seems like the only option. As far as confidence, body image, and acceptance and gratitude, I think, you know, we have a young audience that listens to this podcast, but guess what, guys? You're going to get older someday. (laughs) And it's sort of like the same issues for me. I take photos of myself at the beach in a wetsuit or in swim or whatever. And I know I don't look like the models that are taking pictures of themselves. I have to just say, this is who I am. Hopefully, by having the gratitude to realize that I am a certain age and I have my health and wellness and I'm like super active and sporty and do all these things, just to be thankful for that and Gravity is my enemy, you know, it's like <laughs> if I stand on my head I and then you flip the picture around, I look amazing. But if not, you know, there's like some sags and whatever. It's just like, that's life. That's it. And I do think, you know, when you're talking about like role models and having some role models that you can relate to. I think that's really important, you know, like surrounding, like you say, surrounding yourself with a community of people that you can kind of look up to and and feel like, oh, that's, you know, look how confident that person is. Mm -hmm. All those things. Anything that makes you different from like... Different, yeah. From like a model on the cover of Vogue years ago or whatever it is, like... When you talk about Ashley Graham being such a big inspiration and kind of role model for you and and paving the way for you to be like, oh, I could do that too. I think having those people, public figures or celebrities who you might not know is so important. But I also think like to your point, having those types of people in your personal life is crucial. And I'm wondering how you cultivate those types of relationships and friendships in your personal life. Yeah, I would say when I moved here, like I didn't know anyone, but I think like when I preach what I preach and I like carry myself with this energy and this vibe, that's like confidence. It's like, I'm going to exude anyone that comes around me. That's going to be sitting there, like judging what I eat, saying like, we can't eat this because it's too high cap. Like if someone's going to want to hang around me, they have to be ready to like uplift one another, hype each other up. And like, if the energy like doesn't align, like you're just not going to like automatically like be friends with them, you know, like you're just going to be like, Oh, okay. Like we see things differently. And like, I'm not going to like not be friends with someone that's insecure because we're all insecure at times. But I'm saying like, I have friends now in my circle that are like, like like-minded, they go out to dinner and we're like, screw it. Should we get pizza tonight? Screw it. Like, let's get another glass of wine because we're not going to sit here and like talk about how, how many calories and sugar, like, yeah, we all know, but like, I just think when you cultivate your own ideology of like what you believe in, similar people will like come into your life because energy, gravity, like the way I present myself on social media, I meet a lot of my friends through social media. And like one of my best friends now is Victoria Garrick, who's like super big on like body positivity and like mental health Mm -hmm. awareness. She inspires me a lot. And so we've been hanging out a ton and we just got closer and closer. And like, we think similarly. So when you hang around someone that makes you feel bad about yourself and they're very insecure, it's like really hard to be around. Right. And it like, it's subconsciously hurting you. And they're saying how, how their jeans don't fit anymore and how they're so big. 
not only are they hurting themselves saying that, but they're hurting everyone else around them too. And I know we're all guilty of doing this. So I'm not like pointing blame at anyone right now. But I do think like, we have to be careful what we say and around who because I think words have power. And if you're going to sit there and like tear yourself apart, you're really tearing down the girl next to you. If a girl in my circle is Mm -hmm. half my size, and they're saying I'm so fat, what are you telling me? I'm literally three times your size. And it's like, they're not trying to hurt me. But if you think you're fat, then you must think I'm obese. Like, what what are we doing here? You know, so it's like, you have to be careful at like, what you say about yourself, what you say about others, and like, words have power. And then when you start like speaking highly, and you're like confident, and like, I'm hyping up all my friends in the room, they're gonna hype me up back, because it's like an energy thing. Like if I'm around someone hyping them up, they're gonna like automatically want to be like, more confident and hype me up. And that's like the energy I want to be around. And once you do that enough, you'll find like your people and then you'll fizzle, like fizzle out the rest. I think what's really interesting about that is I completely agree with like positive people attract other positive people. But I do think like the insecurity thing It is, I've never really thought about this, but it is really hard for me to be around friends of mine that are insecure because I totally get what you're saying when like you're sitting there listening to somebody tear themselves down and you start to think about yourself. There's no way to not then think about yourself in the same ways. It just like that energy is like contagious in a negative way. And I think it is like, it's, it's even harder to kind of fizzle out those friendships because sometimes you feel like those people are reliant on you, especially if you are like such a positive and uplifting person. Yeah. It's really hard to be around people because I've had friends like, Oh, like, look at how small, like, and we always do this, right? Like, Oh, look at how small I was in this photo and look at this. But it's like, if that's what all of our conversations are going to be about, and it's every time we go to hang out, you're saying how much you hate your outfit. And every time we go out, you say how fat you look. And every time we go to the beach, you're saying, no one look at me, no one take a photo. Like it just wears off on you. And, and it's, you know, and it's hard to be around, especially because I feel like I've come so far on my confidence journey. You know, it's like, I don't want to backtrack and like go into my old spiraling ways. Cause like I have photos of me when I was 40 pounds lighter. Right. But I'm way more confident now than I was then. So it's like, I don't want to like go spiraling back into my old ways. I've come so far. So I want to hang around people that like, see what I see, believe what I believe, like, you know, challenge me. They don't have to be the same person. Like obviously challenge me in ways, but like have a more confident mindset because it's so hard. Like I said, to be around someone that just like sucks and sucks and sucks from it. And then you're like, Oh my God, here I am trying to hype everyone up. And now I don't even feel good. Maybe I should change my outfit tonight. Like Mm -hmm. it's just, it's a spiraling effect. But I think going back to what you said originally also about, Cynthia, what you said, like at the beach and, you know, how sometimes like you don't feel your best and whatnot. I think what's important too, to remember is that like confidence should not just be based on what we look like and our size. Right. And I think so much today people think like, are you confident? They immediately think of like with your body and how you look, your face, your body. What I've come to realize is that like my confidence I am so much more confident today than I was when I was 40 pounds lighter in high school, like way more night and day. I hated my body. I would weigh myself every day. I was a full-blown athlete, played soccer for 15 years. Like I'm an athletic curvy body, but I was way smaller back then. I think what I've realized is that like confidence comes from so many other aspects that no one talks about. Like I'm nicer to people. I'm kinder. I'm more patient. I'm more successful. I'm following my dreams. Like that, what, that's what gives me confidence. So like 
you know, if you're getting older and you feel like, you know, you don't have like the tighter skin anymore, like there's so many more assets to you in your life that like can bring you so much confidence. Like maybe, you know, like you're successful, you're happy. Like maybe you have a great relationship. Maybe you have a great, amazing family. That's healthy. Like there's so many more amazing things in our lives that bring us confidence than just our looks, our body and our age. Right. And I don't think enough people talk about that. Like, I feel like if we challenge ourselves to be like, okay, maybe I'm not the most confident with what size I am today or my actual exterior. What am I confident inside? I have a healthy family. I'm happy. My parents are alive. You know, I have a great job. Like there's so many more things to be grateful for that make me confident. Like confidence wasn't because I gained weight. Confidence is because I'm, like I said, I'm kinder to people. I I don't talk as much shit anymore. Like I have better friends now. Like there's so many more things that make us confident that I don't, like, I think we need to talk about more. I mean, for me, like my body or the way I look is the least interesting thing I could ever think about. Think about, talk about with friends or family, whatever. It's the thing I'm least interested in. What I want to talk about is like travel and adventure and sports and fun activities and all that. And I think it's just like when it's just not a focus, then all these other things in your life become more important. And, you know, that my body is functioning. I'm able to do all this cool stuff. I'm so grateful, you know? Yeah. I think that brings me to a question I have for you, which is this question of body positivity versus neutrality. And I think what you're describing, Mama, is like more of a neutral stance where it's like, Mm -hmm. it's there, it can do things, grateful for it, but it's not like, a focus. Yeah. And I think that's kind of how I have tried to approach it too. But I think there is also a place for body positivity. I just, I wonder if it's like a verse either or, or if it's more valuing one side of that equation. I think it's honestly, for me, it's both. They're different because I would say body positivity focuses more on like, yeah, your exterior body and your size. And it's more of like, okay, I love the way I am today. And like, that's good. Like I'm good enough. But then there's also like body neutrality where it's like, I'm okay with it. You know, I love it some days and I don't like it other days. I'm glad that it can do things for me and I'm glad it can make me work out and da 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 da. But I'm not like focused on it. What sucks for me is that I would honestly say I'm more neutral towards mine, but because of social media, everything has made me be more hyper-focused on it. Like I can't even post a photo without someone being like, oh my God, you're so confident. Like, thank you for like, thank you for wearing a bikini and showing me that we can. I'm like, I'm really just like taking a photo on the beach. Like for me, like, I'm just like, I'm confident, but I'm like everything we post now, if you notice like on TikTok specifically, every comment is about bodies. Like every single comment is about what you look like and your body. And it's like, I can't even do anything and just like be my confident bubbly self without someone commenting on like my size. I'm like, thank you for representing plus size girls on the app. I'm like, well, you're welcome. But like, I'm not really like, you know, on this specific video, I'm not talking about my body. Like I just am existing in a body that I love. Like I said, some days I, I'm not happy. Majority of days I am confident, but yeah, I would say I'm honestly more neutral. And I think that would shock a lot of people if they knew that because the whole hype around body positivity, is such a thing. But I think I exist in my size 14 body. And yet everyone, because I am confident, everyone makes my content to be body positivity and everyone makes it into like a plus size body positive thing. And I think some days I'm just like existing in my body and like doing a cute dance on TikTok. And like you're confident (laughs) for 
your exterior, but also like you said, your interior and all the value that you add to the world and your family and friends and your community. So yeah, I think that is like a, a good way to to look at it is like, it's almost like body positivity is kind of like, it's more of like a social media thing. Like body neutrality is so, in my mind, it's so much more approachable because it's like, you don't always have to be focused on like how amazing you look. It's also just like body neutrality is about, it's still about being confident and that confidence is completely separate from some days I feel like I look like a 10. Some days I feel like I look like a five and yet I still love myself like to the core, you know? So I think it's just like, it's what works for you. And I think it's kind of like what gets you through the day. But at the end of the day, these are kind of like just hype words. And it's like, how are you going to live with the way you look now and find gratitude and confidence in the value that you bring to your friends, your community, your family, et cetera, and like run with that, you know, for a long time because it, you know, your body yeah. changes. You have to your practices now as a young woman are the practices that you're only going to need more and more as you get on in life. And I think there's that sound that's like going viral right now. That's like about how throughout your life, like as a child, you begin to think about like, what if I were thinner or what if I look different or whatever? And then like throughout your life, you're kind of like checking in on that. And it just like that sound hit me. I hope people know what I'm talking about because I was just like, I never want to be that person. I don't want to look back when I'm like in my 40s and 50s being like, oh my God, I should have appreciated my 20-something-year-old body more because I wish I looked like that still. I want to be like so thankful that I looked like that in my 20s and now I look different and great and now I'm like happier in this way or I'm so grateful for this thing that happened to me. You never want to look back at an older age and be like, I wish I would have appreciated no it. Yeah, like it's no just regret. so lame. Like you only have this one body, you only have this one life. So like start those acceptance processes now. I know. And I mean, we all do it too. Like I'll look back on photos where I used to do this more where I would look back on photos and like, I literally thought I was like fat in middle school and I was like maybe a hundred pounds, like so, so, so thin. And like, I thought I was fat. And then in high school, you think you're bigger. And then I look back and I'm like, I was 40 pounds lighter. Like, we just like continuously think, oh my God, like, I wish I loved myself then because I was always complaining about how I was so fat, you know? And it's like, I think if we just stop, like stop spiraling, stop thinking we look different, stop looking back on what we used to look like and just, yeah, like start the acceptance process now. Cause then later in life, like we should just like learn to love our body in all phases and our bodies are always changing. So I think that's so important that you said that. And I think with body positivity also, a lot of people like link that to like accepting like obesity and like obesity culture is what I've like been hearing. And like a lot of people are like, if I use the words like body positivity or like if I post anything, a lot of people that are like hating on me will be like, stop promoting obesity. But it's like funny because I work out like four days a week. I eat like meal preps, like I'm pretty healthy, like have a very like balanced life. But I'm always like my specific message as like a curve creator, like isn't really body positivity and it's not really plus size and it's not really like 
love, love your body right now and never change. Like mine has always been about like being the best version of yourself. And like, whatever that may look like your best version and like both of your best versions are so different than my best version and vice versa. Like everyone has such a different version of themselves that like, I know my best is like, maybe like, let's say like 170 and like, that's probably my best. Right. And like for someone else, that's like huge for them or someone else that might be so thin for them. Like everyone has a different best. And I think I'm never going to go online and just say like, love your stomach and all your roles. And like, yeah, that's amazing. If people are happy in their bigger bodies, that's amazing. But like, no, like I want to push people to be the best version. That's why I post my workout videos every day when I go to the gym with a trainer. Like I, I love health and fitness. I want to push, like be the best version of you because at the end of the day, that's what we should strive for. Like, I don't want to look like my friends. I don't want my friends to want to look like me. We have very different bodies. And I think that's kind of like my message is like, that's why it's more neutral. Cause it's like, yeah, I love my body, but if you want to change it, I'm not going to shame you because you should love it now and never change. No, if you love your body, great, but you want to maybe lose 10 pounds because you want to be your best optim- like optimal health, that's amazing. Like, go for it, you know? So I think it, I think a lot of people get that mixed up too with my content. And I just, to clear that up now for anyone that's listening is that I think it's important to be the best version of yourself. Whatever that looks like right now and mm-hmm. throughout life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I think this conversation, like I could literally, I've been thinking about this so much for the past few weeks and just like spending some more time on TikTok. It has really made me think about all of this, but honestly, I could talk about it for hours and hours, but I know. one question just to, just to wrap it up a little bit. One question we ask all of our guests on Ageless is what do you want to be when you grow up? And We would love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. I've always wanted to be a business owner, like my own business brand owner in my own personal way with my stuff that I do. But I would love to have a company. I'm not sure exactly what, but I love entrepreneurship and business. And I would love to be a business owner. And I would love to be a public speaker. And not just for like social media or, you know, podcasts, I would really love to go and actually talk to high school and college students and like go on tour and like speak to a bunch of people on confidence. Oh, oh I love, love that. that. Oh, yeah. my God, I need to go to one of your talks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, yes. Just- Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love that. Well, just tell everyone where they can find you and follow you and check out your swimwear as well. Yes. Everyone can follow me at Ella Halikis on Instagram and TikTok and shop my new latest collab with Pebbles and Palms, which is a small swimwear brand in Toronto, Canada. And we made five amazing swimsuits. So go check them out and follow me for more. Awesome. Yay. Hope you guys love this episode and thanks so much to Ginny Media for our audio production. All right. So I'm so happy that you guys got to listen to our stories today. As always, you can follow us on social media and keep up with our work and our crazy adventures. Then you can follow us on Instagram at Cynthia Rowley and at Kit Keenan. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 